When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the first episode of the Barstoolers Premier League podcast. In the first episode of the show, we'll be discussing the upcoming Premier League season. We'll be talking about all transfer activity that's happened, talking about potential relegation candidates, the race for top four and the title race, and previewing the opening set of fixtures. We hope you enjoy. Right, lads, first episode of the podcast. How are we feeling? Surreal. It's good to be back on the YouTube and other platforms. Yeah, looking forward yeah. to get started now, talking about the upcoming season. Should be good. Looking forward to it. it do we need to introduce ourselves in any way? I'm sure we do, for all the new right, so- listeners. If you haven't seen the channel intro, which should be up by now, or it is up, um, I'm Connell and I'm a United fan. I'm going to be the host for today as such, but I don't think I'll be talking any more than the other lads. So if you want to introduce yourselves. Yeah, I'm James. I'm a Liverpool fan. Uh, There's a strong Liverpool connection to the podcast, as you'll see. Mm. And I'm Michael, and I'm also a fan of the current defending Premier League champions, also known as Liverpool. You love to see it. First league title in many, many years, but uh, looking forward to the new season ahead. It might be your last by for a few years. No, I can't say that. Or <laughs> shit, I have no leg to stand on. <laughs> uh, right then. So, Premier League season starting again on Saturday. Um, natural thing to talk about, I think, is transfers. Have teams strengthened? Have they been weakened? Um, will we start with the big teams? Oh, yeah, oh, of gosh, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We can't really ignore the elephant in the room, Chelsea. What a window they've had. They yeah, Chelsea, they are very COVID-proof uh, with the Russian oligarchy that they've got going on. So the, the dollars just keep rolling, you know? So yeah, crazy Chelsea. Havertz. Like, yeah, that was a great sign. And like, he's, what, 20, 21, is he, Kai Havertz? Oof, around that. He had a bit of a mute season there last season compared to his uh, mm. previous breakout season. But still, like, what a prospect. And Bundesliga yeah, think, um, sorely miss him. I think 70 million now. It seems like a lot of money now, but if he's going what everyone thinks that he's going to be, like 70 million might be cheap. Yeah. Mm. 
And of course, you have to remember Chelsea, they did balance the books really well with Hazard and the FFP, or not FFP breaches, it was uh, youth player signings, wasn't it? And uh, they were half a transfer window without signings. So it it all stacks up and they're they're pretty good on the books, even though it does look like a massive spending spree in isolation. Absolutely. Yeah, Havertz was 72, rising to 90, I think, a pound. And what are they? It's a massive signing. Is he... Is he the one signing you're looking out for? Do you think he's going to be the best out of all the lot? I'm looking well, I mean, forward to Werner now. Yes, I, I wanted him at Liverpool, so it'll be interesting. Kind of hope he flops just because we didn't get him, but uh, I think he'll be a great signing now. Well, I'm skeptical to look out at a Werner because of uh, a few seasons ago, you'll know I had a big thing for Lacazette. He was my boy. And I mean, he pretty much flopped then first season. Yeah. What did he get? Like 12 goals in all comps or something ludicrously low? Werner is very good, though. And, but Werner is very good. He, he's Younger age okay. profile. And yeah, he's, he's rapid and he does look good, but we'll wait and see. Anytime that, I've watched Ferner, I haven't really been that impressed with him, but I, I know that's a really small sample. Like, I'm not watching the Bundesliga. Yeah, you're watching him in isolation in Europe League. and stuff, yeah. I know Chelsea, he's absolutely rapid, so that, that obviously that's a good thing against certain defences, but I'd like to see what he's like against a low block. He, yeah. Look, he could be incredible. I could be chatting at me whole, but... Yeah, I'd like to see what I, Chelsea are like generally against the low block, because you'd see the massive problems they had against, uh, like lesser opposition teams obviously the blades were very well organized last season but remember they went away to them and it was just carnage like that i'm still not convinced by that chelsea backline even with reinforcements like Chilwell. i think tiago silva could be a good sign and like um they they generally have problems at center back rudiger is always injured and uh you think now as will be coming in playing center back they'll probably play reese james out in the right now for the rest of the season so uh, Thiago Silva as Plaqueta centre back partnership could be pretty good, but Chelsea they really need to get a new goalkeeper. Kepa is awful. Yeah, and awful. that's a short term fix too. You know, Aspie's still coming to the twilight years of his career, and like let's not talk about Thiago Silva. Like, and then Reese James still does need to prove himself a bit. So still a lot yeah. of questions to answer there. You, James, you want about how they struggle against back lines or low blocks rather in general, and I, I agree with you in terms of last season, but. One lad they've brought in who looks class against the low block is Hakim Ziyech. Yeah, and he's another one where I'm really not sure how he's going to be. I think he could be amazing or complete bust. Because obviously United signed Van der Beek. So I was watching videos of him in like the Eredivisie and stuff. And the two of them would link the up. Passes, yeah. Some of the passes Ziyech is putting into him. What an absolute baller. Yeah, and you were, I think you were talking uh, a week or so ago about the uh, positional difficulties Chelsea will have fitting him into the system as well. Do you know whether they shift him out to the right or not? It's going to be interesting mm. to see what they do with him. Well, I think he played on the right quite a lot for Ajax because Van der Beek was in that position. Yeah. Yes, so I he think he, that was a mistake on my part, to be honest. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of signings. You've seen teams make a lot of signings before and struggled massively. Like when Fulham mm. came up a couple of years ago, oh, QPR, yeah. well, even I United think, under Van Gaal. I think I the caliber of the signings are, are, are yeah. very good. It's know. different also with a newly promoted team signing a load of players. Like Villa, Villa spent a load last season and they stayed up because of a goal line a VAR man, a malfunction. Think about <laughs> yeah. it against Blades. Like the ball went over the line, first game back at the restart. What was that 130 million pound like net spend or something? Yeah, well, not they net spent spend, loads. And then the year insane. before, Fulham buying them um, your man Seri from Nice, was it? Yeah. 
yeah, mean, the Villa wasn't still there. The, yeah, he is actually there. No, uh, I think he's at Galatasaray. Mm. I think he came back though, did he? He did. Oh, he actually, came back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. seen him being interviewed there. But yeah, no. Uh, so, any other standout transfers, winners of the windows that aren't Chelsea? Let's see, Chelsea, Chilwell. We didn't even mention. Could be a good signing. Yeah, I quite a lot of money, good. but. You pay for quality. Well, they had Alonso and Emerson playing left back, and like Alonso, exactly. He's a fr- he, all he does is take free kicks. Yeah, he's a good wing back. He's not very not reliable. No. Yeah. Need to buy a keeper. I know they're looking at Unana, but they're probably going to have to. If they're looking at him, you wouldn't be surprised they break the goalkeeping transfer record again. Yeah, very possibly. Yeah, you would hope they wouldn't uh, do that second time round, but mm. no, there's not that, and and there's not enough quality in the goalkeeping market. It's such a premium position, you see, like United, even like with David de Gea and um, Dean Henderson, like they're spoiled for choice, whereas everyone else is not so much. I know they were like they were looking at a uh, Donnarumma from AC Milan, but he'd be big money as well. I've seen some people linking all black with Chelsea, but Romano's come in and said, absolutely, no way, that's not happening. So we don't have to worry and about then, that. Yeah. What's the age profile of all black as well at this stage? 30-something. Eight, yeah, ballpark. I know um, Liverpool were looking at him the year they signed Alisson. I know I really wanted all black at the time. I thought he was a really good shot stopper. And he was class against Liverpool in the Champions League. Unbelievable. Oh, mm. I've never been so frustrated watching a game, but glad we got Alisson we... in the end. We had the uh, polar opposite that then the end last season we had um, yeah. Adrian, you know. So yeah, oh, great. So look at Arsenal's business. It's a little bit weird. They've brought in Willian in a free, which isn't a bad bit of business, but he's on crazy money. He's on crazy. crazy. He, he could unsettle the squad a bit. Like how how crazy is crazy? I think something got to two hundred grand a week. Yeah, for Willian, like oh for Willian, my God. and it's Arsenal. This isn't United or City who can afford it. It's Arsenal. And this is Willian who, prior to last season, didn't get more than six goals in the Prem, wasn't it? Exactly. He had a very good season last year, but I don't think, what is he, 31, 32? You you don't improve as a footballer that much. You just get lucky in a season like that. You hit a proper match. Playing playing for the Chelsea contract then... And obviously, the centre-back's been a problem for Arsenal too. What do we think of Magalhaes? I don't know what to think. I seen United linked with him, and we definitely were interested. But I remember I was watching a video on it or something, and it was, I think it was Stamman Dave or something, and he's basically saying, "Yeah, he's not exactly the type of centre back United want. He's not very quick, not very athletic." So I wasn't too upset about us missing out on him. Um, it's hard to know. Yeah, the you know, last thing league and then they brought Sabayas in again on a loan. Was not impressed right. with him. I didn't think he was great last season, but. Obviously, I feel that's what United or Arsenal need, then you know. I feel unnecessarily passionate about him. I absolutely hate him. I that think he's a terrible. Fo- Look, but he, okay, he's not a terrible footballer. Obviously, he isn't. He's been at Real Madrid. He's been at Arsenal. But he's one player who I don't see the point of him. I don't see what he does at all. He's got okay passing. I've got okay passing. If you give me a few <laughs> yards at five side, I can set you through. He's got nothing else. He's weak. He's unfit. I don't rate him at all. And of course, Real are having, having their own problems. So they're after restructuring their loan deals. So uh, Ceballos is actually costing Arsenal more this season. They have to pay 100% oh, yeah. of the wage packet this season as Jeez. opposed to whatever it was last season. So They've actually they, brought in Cedric as well on a free transfer. He's yeah. on loan there. I think he played... Didn't he play in the Community Shield? I think he did. Can't be oh, sorry. Cedric, yeah, has been, has been playing like, you know... 
for most people, they they knew uh, around the club knew it was going to be done for a while. That is what it is, you know. A bit of defensive cover. Yeah. He's experienced. Yeah, Bellerin's probably still going to be the starter there, so I suppose uh, he's not too bad as a backup. But Bellerin's been linked now with PSG. Apparently, Bellerin's at mm. the door, so they very possibly. They actually brought in Pablo Mari as well, who was on loan as well. They brought him in for seven million, made it a permanent. Very strange. He's like mm. 26, 27, and they've bought him from the Brazilian league. To be fair, it is a very, um, a very Arsenal transfer window, and Maitland Niles might be going out the door as well to Wolves. They lose him like he. I I really like Maitland Niles. Like if he goes, like yeah. that could be completely out the race now for top four. News in recently enough that um, the Wolves fans were disgruntled. They lost Doherty there, and for good reason. Um, the um, the deal for Maitland Niles is apparently off the table. I've seen that as well. Yeah, but so, I, yeah. I I really rate him as a player. When I seen that move was supposed to happen, I I loved it. I think he's brilliant for Wolves. I actually love the man just because I had him with Spurs on Football Manager and he could just play anywhere. I love him. <laughs> He's getting gross underappreciation under our at Arsenal. So hopefully next yeah. season they can really unlock his real position and send him he away. Got, you know? He got man the match in the Community Shield um, last weekend. He was very good. He's a victim of his own um, utility. Utility, yes. Yeah, yes, exactly. He can play exactly. anywhere. I really mm. rate him. Look at City's deals. They bought Nathan Ake for £41 million. Not entirely convinced for that price, but a good backup. And not then, a fan, yeah. but you can't judge City in the same light as everyone else because they're just going to have cash to burn. So you can basically yeah. a Liverpool or United, they're going to come in at twenty twenty five, be a bit shrewd. But in this market, even in this market, City, don't uh, he's care. a he's a grand player. But I, if he signed for forty one million for Liverpool, I wouldn't be happy. He's a grand, exactly. uh, he's grand backup, but. Uh, City, they do need that extra cover now in defence. Like when Laporte got injured last year, and they had to play Fernandinho in centre-back, they dropped a lot more points than they yeah. would without him. The Achilles heel is going to be the Champions League, and the test of it is going to be when we come back this time next year and say, oh, look, Ake and that partnership wasn't settled. Left-sided, or left-footed centre-backs, oh, might have cost them again. You know, it might be the same old story. We'll just have to wait and see. Kula Bali's been yeah, as well. He's big money, though, and he's getting quite old. Well, I say old. He's getting on for a footballer in his 30s, not be looking for big money for him. Yeah, usually a centre-back, I wouldn't really mind age that much. He's 29, but oh, when Koulibaly's whole thing is his athleticism, his prowess, he's quick, he's big. So you're going to lose that at when you get into your early 30s. So I think he'd be brilliant for a season or two, but as a long-term investment... I think they're looking about 75 million, 80 million, not too pushing that. Yeah, but City were the Guardiola project, so maybe Guardiola's thinking mm. one more big maybe season, that's what they need go to the league, yeah. Champions League, and then after that, I'm out the door, you can rebuild whatever way you want, you know? So. If, they get, if, yeah, they, true. if they did get messy, the league was finished. There would have been no point even trying. But thank This God. podcast wouldn't have started. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, Messi joining City would have been the be-all and end-all of all of football. Um, they've also brought in some lad Ferran Torres apparently quite good just under 21 million so he scored for Spain uh, against Ukraine um, there on well for us it was last night at the time of recording last night which was um, Sunday Sunday evening good goal but obviously I only saw the highlights there on YouTube so can't get the whole picture and you can't get a whole picture of a player off one one game so yeah he's only a young fella so I think it's a bit of backup he's probably okay yeah I can't really talk too much about the man now obviously Liverpool 
you two are yeah. Liverpool fans, so you're going to be able to talk about this more than I can. Uh, the only deal you've got over the line at the minute is Tismakis. Is that correct? I have no idea Tismakis how to pronounce his name, but the, yeah. he's the, the Greek fullback. Is he any good? Um, he looks he looks good uh, on the on the surface of it, but like, look what look what Robertson Every looked like does. when he brought him in for eight and a half million pound. Like, didn't look like an awful lot. Bit of cover cover for Moreno, who people will forget paid played a good. 12, 15 games at the start of that season. Robertson's on the bench. You know, it's it's very hard to judge these these signings coming in. Is he in the same mold where there is a plan for him, a path to the first team? We'll just have to wait and see, really. It's good what cover. Is he? he is 23, I believe. Um, okay. He's got um, good athleticism and pace, and that's sort of what you need, but not too sure about the defensive capabilities at the minute. The word in the street is he, he's tested positive for coronavirus. It's the award right. coming out of Greece. So, uh, yeah, that's his biggest contribution to the club so far. Yeah, there's a couple of players test positive today for someone. But yeah. A couple of City players. I know Pogba has. Mares, anyway. Mares, anyway. yeah. You know, Liverpool, mm. I'd love to get Thiago in, but obviously Liverpool being awful stingy with the deal. It's looking like Wijnaldum's out the door for, for cheap. Like, he's 15, I'd, 20 million. Like, oh, I'd hate to see Wijnaldum go. But I think we need to uh, separate ourselves from that because if you look at him objectively back into the season, um, a lot of proper Reds on Twitter will get mad uh, when people call out Wijnaldum. But he's been the weakest in that midfield three yeah, the back just, end of that just season. just an engine. You know? He is an engine. And I love him. He's a lovely guy. But um, Wijnaldum for Thiago... You know, yeah. we had that up. could do worse. Yeah. like Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago. It's not a bad midfield now. See Romano and, well, not Romano, other, pretty much every outlet saying that obviously Liverpool's interest is long established and I still think he'll go there. But apparently United are interested whether I make a move or not, I don't know. And apparently Barca as well. Barca God. might want him back. They might be coming into the mix. So it'll be very interesting to see where that deal goes. Whoever is getting him is getting a brilliant footballer. Yeah, yeah well, for quite like, cheap. You never know what Barca with Koeman. That could just be a ploy to unsettle the Wijnaldum dynamic at Liverpool. I don't know. World of football transfers. Wijnaldum would probably be a good fit for Barca considering he's played um, in the Netherlands setup with Koeman as his coach. And he was played as more of an attacking midfielder, like so he's getting goals and assists. He did, but he, he's he's not a he's not a Barca signing. I'm really not convinced with the state of La Liga at the minute. I'm not an avid observer of La Liga, as you know, but uh, just to look at Real, the business they're doing and Barcelona, the financial mismanagement is crazy over there. So I think their tenth best player is on two hundred grand a week or something. Um Titi is on like the got to two hundred, two hundred and fifty K. And then Frankie de Jong's on 400 grand a week. God knows what Messi's on, you know. My God. So do you think Thiago will happen? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still optimistic. You know? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think it'll go. Fingers crossed anyways, you know. Yeah, always a fate in the transfer committee these days. Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree as well. We're going to move on to any other mid-table sort of struggling clubs to see uh, what business they're doing. Well, mid-table struggling club, maybe United, uh, possibly <laughs> this season. We'll, we'll see. Hey. We'll see. I can speak a little bit more. Donny van de Beek in for 34 million. I think that's a brilliant sign. And he's not going to start a huge amount of games, certainly not in the Premier League, but an absolutely brilliant option to have because last season, if we needed a result, we had Pogba on the pitch, we had Fernandez on the pitch, and we couldn't afford to take them off. It didn't matter if they were playing badly, if they were wrecked, which there would have been a lot of games at the end of last season. Who are you going to bring on? Mata? Pereira? 
Van de Beek, brilliant value for money signing, is quite happy the way in which we got that deal done. Saturday, we were linked. Sunday evening, it was done, which is what, very unlike United. What type of a midfielder is he? Is he attacking? Is he centre mid? Is he box to box? He reminds me a bit of Thomas Muller. Um, in the Champions League run, he played in the number 10 position, yeah. but he'd always find himself in space. Then De Jong left, so he played deeper, so he, he could play both. So, yeah, and he was so clutch against Spurs. I remember thinking it was done and sealed and delivered when they were away at the lane or whatever you want to call that new stadium. In the, those black Ajax kits, and he just sunk one past Larice. So I was like, this Brilliant. is it. This is the team. And Sancho, it's, it's hard to say what the situation is on him. I think ultimately we will end up getting him. But it's just, will it will it be this season? I'm not convinced that a big money move like this late in the transfer window is going to go through. Basically, the way I'm looking at it is is that if United come out of this window without Sancho, it doesn't matter who else we sign, it will be a failure, and everyone will say that because he is our undoubted number one target. I need improve our team and if so I was, much. If I was sold, sure, I wouldn't even go for another body in his position. I just just be drumming yeah. at home to the to Edward Ward, just like this is our guy, and I'm sure he knows it. I'm sure Edward Ward knows. Apparently, it he has. Some Norwegian journalist said, "Yeah, that I heard that as well." Now. He said, "He said fix it." Like, and the thing about Sancho, it's like, oh, do you want to pay that money in the coronavirus market? Sancho is not going to be cheaper next year. He's going It'd to develop. He's going to get more expensive. So I think ultimately we will end up getting him done. Another and player we're linked with. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, and ultimately United are a global superpower, and that's not going to change next year. So pay the money now, why not? Like, yeah, if Sancho came in, would Greenwood stay at the club, or would he go out and loan for a year? Do you think he'd no, he definitely say we need him as a, an option? Like him coming off the bench, all he needs is one half a yard of space, and it's a goal. Yeah, so I really, like, I really like Greenwood. Oh, he's unbelievable. He got sent home from the the England squad yeah. for him and Foden as few warming over some some tomfoolery, <laughs> but sure. Few, uh, few Good breaches, job. yeah. The lads, like at least they're not <laughs> Kyle Walker. So, Foden's, Foden's uh, has a child. Yeah, Foden has a child. I'm fairly yeah. sure he's has, like a fiance or something. Pretty sure <laughs> he's younger than. I'm pretty sure he's younger than us. Like he's around our age, yeah, twenty. Yeah, but sure, he's the best player uh, Pep Guardiola has ever seen. You know, very true. Is the word another the player? You know, you're linked to it is Regulon. I won't speak too much on it because it's still vague links, but he's a severe left back. He did absolutely brilliantly against us in the semi final. Swambasaka's worst game in the United shirt, and that was Regulon coming in that side. So hopefully, this time next week in the podcast, there's been Reg- some updates. Regulon sounds like a debt collecting farm or something, doesn't sound like a footballer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had, a, he had a team of the season card in FIFA, so he can't, can't, can't be bad. That's how I judge players on FIFA's never wrong. FIFA is always Logic. right. That's what you stand by. The FIFA database, like, it's always right. Yeah, so United have been offered him for around 25, 25 million. So hopefully we take that. But any other transfers for the smaller clubs that have caught your eye? Well, like going back to one of the bigger clubs, a great signing, um, Doherty to Spurs. I think that's a class yeah. signing. Doherty, I love Matt Doherty. Unbelievable. They obviously strengthened. They got rid of uh, Walker Peters to Southampton, who was on this. I think he was six month loan there last season. I didn't know he went until I was watching one of the games. So they have him out. Obviously, Serge Aurier, he's a bit of a loose cannon. Then Doherty in. Oh, he's class. Love him. Yeah, we need to take our like Irish tinted glasses off for a bit, but like even just looking at the fee on its own is yeah enough to Brilliant. just go fair play. Great job, Levy. You know that. 
it's a good yeah. sign because in terms of value for money, and even if you looked at Aria's role in Mourinho's system last year, he was basically a winger. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to get the same at Matt Doherty, but just at a better level. Where he's not going to get away penalties every week. <laughs> and the biggest sign in Spurs, man, Joe Hart, after he was released from Burnley, snapped him up, bargain, on a free. You love to see it. And of course, Emil you know, uh, Heiberg as well. Oh, well, yeah. Pope's very good. Yeah, yeah, I like a bit, him. A yeah, bit of a he's bulldog. Good. A bit of a weird one, but yeah, good yeah, option to have. Yeah, Wanyama was gone, so I think he's a bit of a sort of backup replacement. Do you think like Eric Dyer as well plays there? Like he's not very good. It's so I'm looking at some other transfers here. Leeds have had a very busy window. Rodrigo, oh, yeah, very busy. Yeah. They've signed uh, the most. They've made the most signings. Nine signings at the time of recording is the most out of any Premier League team, and they broke their transfer. Their transfer record after 16 years out of the top flight. £27 million for Rodrigo from Valencia. You, Has the hope, potential to be a good signing? Yeah, you'd hope with Bielsa at the helm, like he knows Spain inside out. Like you'd think that he would uh, make great value at this market. Like that's all you can really say, you know? He's starting striker for Spain, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. The last few years he's come into the Spain squad. That Spanish national team is... It's all the Harold marks of just a very funky team. It's yeah. Very strange at the minute. Yeah, quite strange. Well, Rodrigo, I think he only scored four goals in the Liga last season. It's not great for 27 he had, million. Um, in 34 games last season, he had eight goals, nine assists. You think like that's your club record fee mm. and he's a striker playing for probably one of the biggest clubs in Spain, getting eight goals. Like, But then you think well, maybe it, it is a lead signing. We have to put it in that context as yeah. well. Do you yeah, know? but in, in terms of the fee... It's, yeah, it's a lot yeah. of money, you know what I mean? 27 million. Well, he might have a sort of Firmino-esque role because he is that sort of centre forward rather than a striker. All right. He's quick yeah. now. I know that much. And of course, we do uh, a proven striker in the Premier League is uh, Callum Wilson, who's after going to Newcastle United. who have done a bit of business, a bit of big turnaround in the window for Mike Ashley and yeah. Steve Bruce's men. Yeah, they made a few good signings. Uh, obviously, they, another Irishman, they got in Jeff Hendricks after he was released from Burnley. They got Jamal Lewis, who at the time, Liverpool, earlier on transfer window, Liverpool were looking at him and Norwich said, yeah, anything under 25 million, it's, we're not going to accept. And then Newcastle get a bit accepted for 13 and a half million. So obviously yeah, that would have been... Player. Yeah, he is good. And who else? Did, uh, they, Newcastle signed Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson. Two players who yeah, obviously very bad season last year with Bournemouth getting relegated, but the season before, Fraser very good. Callum Wilson, great striker, was linked with Chelsea. Fifty million Bournemouth were looking for at the time. So of course yeah. you're you're a victim of Fraser's success there, Connell. He was like breaking the assist records nearly for you around Europe, and then uh, he completely cooled off. Yeah, he's um. I don't know. Like he had a brilliant season in eighteen nineteen. He was a great fancy football option to have, but before then he wasn't great, and then. Obviously, nineteen twenty last season, he wasn't great again. So, yeah. was that eighteen nineteen? It was a bit of a fluke. We'll see, but it's a free transfer. So, yeah, it's I know. Definitely um, good. Liverpool were looking at him as well, looking to get him yeah. in sort of backup because they're probably looking to offload Shakiri. And at the time, when you hear he, after off a good season of eighteen nineteen, but then if you were to say Liverpool would sign him now, I wouldn't say I'd be wouldn't be impressed about it. Like, wouldn't be impressed. Be like, no, oh, that's you, all right now, but. You want another front three player to make that step up that Shakiri could clearly never do, and you don't want someone to just exactly fill Shakiri's shoes to the letter, yeah. you know? I like he's tiny, isn't he? He's like five five. He is tiny, yeah. yeah. Similar profile. 
Uh, but like, look at that though. Like that's instant. Like they have better options already. Like some Maximine Fraser coming at you, Wilson. Like that's shaping up to be a lot better for next season. Yeah, but Newcastle are also an absolute disaster of a club. You have to remember that they have a good core in yeah. in attacking sense, but also they spent big money on uh, Joe Linton last year, who was an absolute bust. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that the, that was so. a very skeptical deal from the get go. I think everyone called that out as well. So, how do you end up? It was signing a weird him? signing because at Hoffenheim, this brought him from. He was again, as I say, sort of played that Firmino role where he wasn't really a goal scoring striker, but he was quite good. And then Newcastle brought him in and got Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce has never heard of a false nine in his life. I mean, he likes Andy Carroll up front, so they bought a player who just can't play in that system at all. Just really poor. Yeah. yeah, very poor. And then, I, feel so, I feel sorry for him. <laughs> their act four isn't great. They have a good keeper. I think Dubravka is quite a good keeper. He's a good shot stopper, but obviously good. a good shot stopper can only get you so far in the league. Obviously, Newcastle wouldn't be looking for top four, but they're a team that's always in and around the relegation talk. So Yeah, I think, look, like as it is right now, I think they're going to be safe. Yeah. So yeah, like, absolutely. We're going to talk about our predictions soon, and I had them in and around there. Uh, but since then they've brought in Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser and luck to be ringing in Jamal Lewis so that might well have changed it uh, quickly any other transfers I'm looking at Fabio Silva to Wolves 40 million euros yeah, big transfer uh, yeah 18 year old that's big money for a teenager another Portuguese man to add to Nuno's army they actually brought in another one as well some centre back from Leon, another Portuguese it's crazy alright um, I know a, a signing that didn't happen that could have big implications for the rest of the season. Ben White not going to Leeds. Obviously, Shane, Shane Duffy went, so then that led the way. Ben White signed a new contract with Brighton. Uh, so, obviously, Ben White helped Leeds get promoted, leading them to the second-best defence in the championship. Yeah, like, White, and Webster, Dunk. Like, you think they'd be mad to like let go of someone like White, you know? Liverpool, that's Liverpool three, that's also three of the best centre-backs in the league. Liverpool honestly. were interested in uh, White, and Leeds had a... Bid reject at twenty five million. Uh, Brighton were like, yeah, no, we want thirty five. So that's a big loss now for Leeds not getting him. I'm actually surprised United haven't been linked with him. Thirty five million. He looks like a very good centre back. Exactly the type of centre back we need. Compliment Maguire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, but no, you piss off Leeds fans then if he goes like be brilliant. Yeah. Oh, be brilliant. Another one. The last one I think we'll go over is Grady Diangana to West Brom. And I'm only mentioning this because he looked quite good in the Championship last year. He was on loan from West Ham to West Brom. And Mark Noble came out and tweeted that he was sad, he was, angry, yeah, and disappointed. Huge loss for the club. Like, state of that <laughs> tweet, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it shows. It really, yeah. really, really... So, yeah. I think there's one to look out for. Right, Very so, good. I think we've exhausted all transfer talk. No doubt there'll be more transfers to talk about this time next week. So, Right, so we're going to quickly go over some kits. Is there any kits you love or hate? Yes, uh, I have in to terms say I hate, I hate the Wolves away kit. It is disgusting. Agreed. I'm not a big fan of the home kit either. Like I thought, the home one last year was so clean. Like this, year. it's intentionally Red provocative that away kit. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I can respect that, but I feel like it could have been nice. If you look at the cuffs of the sleeves, they have like navy for some reason, and it just doesn't go with like the black Adidas and the black Wolves, and then yeah. it's got the blue. It's all over the place. I'm, I'm I feel a big, like if big was... fan of the Leicester away. Sorry. It's, oh yeah, the, that lesser beautiful, especially yeah, especially that like sleeves sponsor like that Vietnam logo, whatever that's for. Alice have got really nice away jerseys. 
uh, across their home away and third. It's the same template, and it doesn't work for me at all with the home, but the away ones are very nice. No, I'm not a big fan of the Palace color schemes the best at times. Not, not the color schemes, the jer- jerseys, they just never stand out for me. They're never up there. Arsenal I actually do like there. that. Yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal really always like. have nice. Well, apart, when they had the Puma jerseys, it was, they were rotten, yeah. but the last couple of seasons, like they have been yeah. tasty now. Any DAS are just, you know, they're saving all the good stuff for Arsenal. Yeah, time, which is all the, very all the drip. Chelsea's third and United's third are also disgraceful. Oh, yeah, that's They're bad. really, really bad. Yeah, Liverpool's third's pretty bad. I, in my opinion it hasn't been like officially confirmed though yet but like it's been leaked but yeah that's it's not great black and grey sort of checkered and the, even, you know the they like, haven't done an amazing job for Liverpool and this is like their flagship club in the Premier League yeah well in fairness I like the home kit and the away kit I didn't like at first because it's blue Liverpool shouldn't be wearing blue jerseys yeah. but then you look into it and find out and I actually do like it I, yeah, I actually think the yeah, concept I do like of it. it all being cut from the same cloth like at the start I was kind of like it's it's a bit it's a bit mad, and then you find like no two jerseys are the same, and I quite like that. Yeah, and but like Nike, yeah. this whole and sustainability he, gimmick, and like they're going to use that to charge hundred quid for a jersey. <laughs> Adidas did that; they made yeah. like the the plastic jerk, like said the jerseys out of plastic. They did like the Real and Bayern ones; they were really nice. Yeah, United had one uh, like for the oceans or whatever. It was a blue navy one a couple of years ago. It was nice. Yeah, I remember that. That was nice. Yeah. But it. Uh, yeah, United's third kit, the zebra kit. And Wan-Bissaka for Ben He's getting the zebra crossing like it's <laughs> massive. Hope. Um, yeah. Are we going to talk about Golden Booth now? Who do we think? Who do you think for top scorer? I think Aubameyang Ooh. coming into the, towards the end of his contract. Obviously, if he has a good season, a lot of the bigger clubs, like you think like the, the European heavyweights, like Real Madrid might come, come, come knocking. So if he has a big season, Arsenal give him a bigger contract. Or he gets a big money move somewhere else. You know, you're looking at the, the usual suspects for winning the Golden Boot. Uh, you look at Harry Kane, Jamie Vardy, uh, and Aguero. Harry Kane under Mourinho, I'm not fully convinced because he plays a sort of like a hold-up man for Mourinho. I don't think he's going to get as many goals this season. And then Aguero is getting on a bit. Aguero's getting on a bit. He's a bit injury-prone. Yeah. He might get rotated more. Vardy... He's gonna to have to just stop being so quick soon. He's yeah. like super doses on caffeine and like Red Bulls and stuff. So I'm gonna go with an outside bet. He does. We've talked about him already, and I don't know if I'm fully convinced by him, but I'm just gonna put my neck in the line. I'm gonna go with Werner. Oh, that's a nice outside bet. That's I was, bold. I was, I was debating that myself, mm. but I'm gonna go for an uh, just an old reliable. Uh, it was a toss between Abamian and Salah. I'm just gonna go Salah. Why not? I don't think it's going to be a high score uh, Golden Boots. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it'll be a different sort of season. Obviously, the start of the season will be... Is it behind closed doors now to start? Or are they having like limited yeah. fan capacity? Yeah, so no, there, wasn't, sure there wasn't big... Yeah, big... Brighton are trying um, limited fan capacity to start with. Yeah, like, they had a friendly there with Chelsea. A couple yeah, like 3,000 fans. fans there, yeah. So basically, what we're saying is put the wife and kids on either Werner, Salah, or... Make sure who's your shout? Oba. Either. So put your house and kids in one of them. Right, so if we're talking about actual, some predictions for the season, I think it's fair enough to start with the relegation battle. Um, my table from 20th upwards, I'm going to go 20th Fulham. Uh, they're hopeless. They haven't really yeah. brought in anyone. Inexperienced manager and Scott Parker. I, I don't see how they stay up. Then I've actually changed it. I'm going to go with West Brom 19th. 
originally I had them 18th just because they've got some good players and I really like Slava Bilic as a manager. I think he's good. Uh, and then Villa just missing out on survival. I have originally, the same clubs going down as you. Originally I had Newcastle, but then they've brought in two really good players and possibly Jamal Lewis. So I think that'll just be enough to bring them over the line. I have West Brom finishing bottom. I just think their defence, they're not going to be able to hold up against the men. Like the Salas, the Manes, the Agueros. Like I think they're yeah. just going to get ripped to pieces. So I've them finishing bottom. I Fulham. I do quite like Fulham as a club, but obviously they got through to the playoffs, got relegated after spending all that money. I think they're just going to go down again. And Villa hanged on. They hung on by the skin of their teeth. I think they're going down. If Grealish, if Grealish goes 100%, Aston Villa are getting relegated. Yeah, like we we love the Brentford Moneyball story uh, last year. So he's had sort of have it in for Fulham anyway before the season. So I have them 20th as well for the same reasons as you, Connell. Very inexperienced, just a mess of a club at the minute. Just yo-yoing between those two divisions, you can see for a while. I had someone different, but you can't really argue against West Brom going down, which is unfortunate. You never like to see two out of the three go down. And then again, Villa narrowly missing out on safety because they just, just don't have it about them. Like they were very, very lucky last year, has to be said. So, oh, 100%. Yeah. So, not much argument there, really. No, yeah. exactly. the first. No, I think Newcastle will just stay up because they just don't really rate Bruce as the manager. There will always some... be a few clubs hovering around there, like Palace, Brighton, Newcastle. Like they're yeah, always going to be in the I, talk. Yeah, but I'll play I'll, 16th. You'd like to like give West Brom more, more Jews because they came second in the championship and like they were. Comfortable enough at the end, but you just can't. So it's just a lack of quality. Well, in fairness, Dean Ghana and Pereira, but that's about it. You look past that, it's like Jake Livermore, Robson Canu, Robson Canu, and Dwight Gale. Like, it's not good enough. Charlie Austin, (laughs) uh, all the boys, really. Yeah, it's the real lack of quality. But Billich, I like him. I'm gonna go for a top six now. Yeah, okay, so six, I have Spurs just because I endured about two and a half years of Jose Mourinho and I realised that he's got some qualities to him, of course. He's a great coach, but he's, he's done. He hasn't adapted to the modern game. Spurs have a, probably a, the weakest squad out of the top six, so I don't see how they finished any higher than six. Fifth, Arsenal. A um, couple of okay sign-ins. Arteta seems to be doing a good job with them. Uh, they've got some good individual quality in the likes of Aubameyang and... I suppose that's about it. But yeah, uh, I think they'll just miss out in top four. Um, fourth, I have United. So I think we'll finish one place lower than last year, but I think we'll get better points. So you know, some people said United finishing third isn't an achievement. It isn't, but also you can't expect us to finish any higher, especially now that Chelsea are as good as they are. So I'll go with Chelsea third. Their team's just so good that they're going to win a lot of games. Second, Liverpool, and then obviously the champions would be City, I think. Uh, I really, I don't know, I I had to pick one of them, and I think City might be better this season. Liverpool got 98 points, was it, when they didn't win the league? Yeah. And then 96 last year? 99. 99, yeah. That's an insane amount of points, and I don't think they can keep it up, so it'll be something closer to 90. And I think City will just pick them, especially if they get Koulibaly, and they have very few injuries right well it's hard to argue against any of those 
Uh, I've gone a bit off the wall in my top six. So we've gone Spurs. I'd like to place them higher, you know, much in the all or nothing, as I'm sure most of you are, and, uh, you know, Jose Mourinho charisma and everything. But that's all it is. It's just a facade. There's nothing more to them, unfortunately. Uh, next, in fifth place, and this is off the wall, uh, Chelsea Football Club. I am <laughs> just begging for Frank Lampard to fail. I'm not a fan of the club. Uh, and I think they're like, yeah, they are too big to fail with those sign-ins. You know, we've seen loads of signings getting thrown at a club and it not sticking before. So it might just take a settling in period that might cost them initially. And I think in fourth, I'm going to put Arsenal. I think it's going to be a close top four race. And I think Arteta maybe deserves more dues uh, than he has at the minute. Like he seems to be quite an astute tactician learning from Pep. But uh, depending on stuff like um, Bellerin going to PSG, like it, we all, it is dependent on the market. Like this is a permeable table. Uh, and then I'm going to go United in third. I think it will be a big year for Solskjaer. And obviously that's dependent on things like Sancho going through, which will just be electric for them. Like, that like front four. United probably will be the best team to watch next season if they if they grab Sancho. Like It'll be hard to argue with yeah, that. Yeah. And next thing, next team I'm going to go for is City. I, and I think Liverpool are going to win the title, but that's my own biases talk. And I think it's honestly a coin toss. It's very, very hard to Agreed. call. You know, so... That's me. So, yeah, I, I was this close to putting Liverpool top, like, but it's like, ah, I'll go work. Yeah. You know, bit of a change up. So I had Spurs finishing sixth. I just think they're going to be plagued with injuries again. Harry Kane can stay fit for a full season. And then Mourinho, he plays very negative football. Can't be negative uh, going for the Champions League spots. So no. That's my it's reason. not conducive to winning games. Having them, having them sixth. Then I have the Gunners finishing fifth. Uh, simply just because their defence isn't good enough for top four also. Then, uh, between the top four, it was like third and fourth. I had I wasn't sure where to put them. And then first and second, it's a toss-up as well. But I have Chelsea finishing fourth. I just think that Kepa isn't good enough for them to finish any higher. If they do sign a new goalkeeper, like if they were to get Onana or Donnarumma, I think they would finish above United, who I have in third. So I wasn't 100% now, but Sancho coming to United would be a great sign for them. And then second, I have Liverpool, and it pains me to say that I don't think they're going to retain the Premier League. I have that simply because I don't think City are going to slip up as much as they did last season. City dropped far more points than everyone thought. Liverpool capitalised on that. All those injuries in defence, they're going to be more prepared. So I had City, yeah. City, City finishing top. Uh, won't slip up, and their depth, their depth is just crazy. Like their bench during the games when they were able to make the five subs, like they were just able to kill off teams so easily. I hope they get rid of that five a, subs rule because that is just insane. Are. Yeah, okay. yeah. The what rule? I side? think that's a good. The five subs. Oh yeah, that'd be disgraceful. City would walk. I think the league that's a good point that. about depth because it's going to be games pretty much every midweek, isn't it? Yeah. Because It'll of all be the cup competitions and Champions League, and so yeah, and obviously the the Premier League is starting a month later than it should be. Yeah, because yeah, usually it starts. It's the finishing start. at the same time as well. Yeah. Will there be a winter break? I can't imagine. Oh, so. I can They were meant to implement it this year, but I can't imagine they could afford to. It, it was last year. Oh yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah there was a week off. I yeah. that. Right, so two going for City, one going for Liverpool. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts, so make sure to get in touch with the socials. They'll be in the description. And uh, yeah, it all kicks off this Saturday. Brilliant.
Right then, uh, actually predicting the opening set of fixtures. We're going to preview five games. Uh, those games are Fulham at home to Arsenal, which I like as an opening fixture. Arsenal going to Craven Cottage. Uh, then at half five kickoff on the Saturday, Liverpool Leeds, great game. Uh, then the Sunday at half four, you've got Spurs at home to Everton. And then two games on the Monday at eight o'clock, uh, Brighton at home to Chelsea and Sheffield United at home to Wolves. So uh, Fulham against Arsenal. As I said, I quite like that game. Love Craven Cottage as a ground. Um, yeah, very nice gonna, ground. I think Arsenal have to win here, really, because as we touched on, none of us rate Fulham yeah. at all. I'm going for but, a drubbing here. Like. Yeah, I'm not, just because I think Fulham will be well up for his first game back in the big time at home. A big game against Arsenal, but I think probably Aubameyang 1-0 or something like that. So I'm actually going for 1-0 myself. Well, remember the last time they were Craven College and Ramsey put on that master class? Oh, that was a deadly goal. Do you know what I mean? Class, That's yeah. in the back of the mind. So I've gone for 4 0, clear Arsenal win there. I have 2 0 Arsenal just because they did look, I think they looked very good in the Community Shield considering they had such a small break. And it's a tough opener for a film to have uh, first game back in the Premier League. But I just think Arsenal Sorry, have, I, the edge, have the edge with. Uh, I Elba forgot to mention that. We're going to do a sort of game around predicting these games every week. So we're going to pick five games a week and it's going to work like football results. If you don't get it right, you get zero points. If you say Arsenal are going to win 1-0 and they win 2-0, you'll get one point. And if you get it bang on, three points. So I'm just writing down the scores here as well. We'll keep track of that. Um, so then second game, Liverpool are home to Leeds. Again, as Liverpool fans, you'll be able to talk about it more than I will. Uh, but a brilliant game two really good sides who play good stuff Leeds get a first game back the big time after 16 years I believe yeah um, yeah, we do forget and everybody hates Leeds like so like the Scousers are raging they can't get into that into Anfield like so but I've gone for a 1-0 uh, Liverpool nick it like something like a Mane or something like that because just I think Liverpool the wind were knocked out was knocked out of their sails in that break and we just haven't looked the same so take a bit a time to recover, so just one the Liverpool. I have a three-one Liverpool win. Uh, I think we're going to concede just because from the after the break we kept clean sheets in three of the nine games, which was good enough. But I just think uh, after losing Ben White, uh, Leeds will be quite weak at the back. So I think uh, I think Salah Salah Mane will probably find. I'd like to think level field day. Obviously, with Liverpool playing, it's the game I have the most interest in for the weekend. I myself, something similar to my Fulham prediction in the terms that I think they're going to be well up for it at Anfield. Got a couple of good signings. They'll be absolutely buzzing. Like the players, you know, Rodrigo, for example, he didn't grow up supporting Leeds, but especially the English lads will be well up for it. And I think Leeds will make it very tough for Liverpool. I'm going to go 1-1. I think Liverpool will probably go up early or something like that. And then Leeds will just nick a goal with 10, 15 minutes to go or something like that. So 1-1 oh. for me. Bold, yeah, a little bit bold. Yeah, I was debating that myself. I have to say, yeah. I can definitely see that. So, third game, Spurs at home to Everton. Maybe a little bit less interesting as a game, but it should be competitive at least. Um, I watched Everton quite a bit uh, after the restart because I had the Now TV, so I was watching most games, and it seems the fall that I ended up watching a load of Everton games, and it was pretty miserable for the most part. Uh, they don't have very many good players. Ancelotti, it's, it's a good appointment, definitely, but just a bit short term. You look at the transfers they're making, like James Rodriguez, he's a brilliant player and a you know, big name, but 
I don't see that transfer working out at all. I think it's very Everton of them. Uh, and Spurs, they're at a different level, at a better level than Everton, but probably similar in terms of, I don't, I don't really have much hope for them. So I actually don't think this will be a great game. But I think quality will, will be evident. Cream will rise to the top, I think, 1-0 Spurs. I do think this is going to be a big game. I think this is going to be the pick of the letter of the games of the weekend. I think I'm going for a 3-2 Spurs nip it at the death. Goal like fest. a Sonny because they're like there have been quite a few goal fests that Spurs were involved uh, last season. You look back at the Villa game, they won that 3 2, and there's a few other ones. Uh, just don't have faith in that Spurs defense, and people like Richarlison can come up big in games. So, yeah, 3 2. I have a draw. It could be mo- much more different to me. <laughs> I have a draw 1 1. Uh, I'm not expecting anything wild from the game. Like, thinking back to the Spurs Everton game last year, one of the worst games of football I've ever seen in my entire life. Absolutely tragic. Very bad. So I have a 1-1. No big purchase from either squad Like in terms of an attacking sense. It'll be a fairly uneventful game, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. But we're slightly disagreeing on the score. You think Everton will make a point. Um, so then the fourth game, I think, is a good game. Again, something similar to Liverpool-Leeds in terms of its two teams who play really good football, Brighton and Chelsea. Uh, it's, in, it's at the MX. Um, I'm going to go for an upset here. I'm going to go Brighton to win 2-1. Uh, I watched a fair bit of Brighton as well, and I think great stuff. Uh, and again, their centre-backs are brilliant. You go three at the back, Ben White, Webster and Dunk. It's really, really good. You've got some exciting attackers, Aaron Conley, Trossard, Pascal Gross. Uh, I'm going to go for a narrow 2-1 win to Brighton. Chelsea, not off to a great start. I'm going to disagree with you there. I'm just going to go for a routine Chelsea 2-1 win. Uh, yeah, like there's not much to say about that. So Hard to disagree with you, but I'm sticking my neck out in line. Love Brighton. I have uh, Chelsea winning by three goals to nil. I know they had a friendly there a couple of weeks ago. It was 1-1, but obviously the tempo is going to be completely different opening game of the season. I just think Chelsea are going to walk all over Brighton. I think it would be a fairly comprehensive win for the Blues. Yeah, they definitely have the potential, but I think with all them signings, sort of, clicking first game of the season i not really having it you know so in the last game we're going to preview and predict is Sheffield United at home to Wolves um, two good teams to watch last season I think they both play with three at the back they're both sort of counter-attacking teams they've got good defences um, some decent attackers as well as obviously more so but I think it'll end up they'll just cancel each other out it'll end up in a state of nil-nil you think that well uh, I'm going to go Five goals to two in favour of Wolves. Bizarre. Bizarre, yeah. Is, you know, why not? Spice up your life, you know? Uh, for me, no, this is... That uh, is sticking in that kind of line. Yeah, that's, that's just stupid. No harm. <laughs> I, should get, I should get six points if that comes off. I'm not agreeing to that. I had... Uh, for me, this is, this is the hardest game for me to predict. So I had Wolves just nicking it two goals to one... Uh, I just think that um, they, they'll play well the first game. Obviously, Blade's very defensive as well. They'll do well in the first game, but I just think uh, they'll peak early in the season and then through the, the back end of the season, I think they'll find Doherty to be too big of a miss going forward. Yeah, they haven't really replaced him yet. Yeah. Well, if they get Maitland-Niles, like, like Maitland-Niles could play fullback, but, you know, I yeah. think it's too, too massive of a player for them. They're going to really miss him, but I have... Wolverhampton Wanderers pipping the blades by a goal. 
Okay. Well, it's hard to disagree with some of them predictions. Some of them are <laughs> a little bit more safe than others. Outrageous. Five to two Wolves. But look, look, if you get that right, I'll respect you as a man, James. I'll respect you as a man. Uh, so I think that just about wraps up the podcast for this week. I think the first podcast was a uh, success. Yeah, yeah, I was quite, I quite happy went with how swimmingly. it went. Quite nervous at the start, but as we got the ball rolling, went quite well. Quite happy with it now. Yeah, There's the start of a podcast in Empire, so if you're listening, keep listening. Get in the bandwagon <laughs> early. Yeah, yeah like we are so, a, 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 it's going to become a dynasty. We'll be like the 2015 Golden State Warriors, just class. We won't be able to leave our house. Like yeah. I say, and if any, if any listeners have any suggestions, of course, feel free to throw them at us because we're pretty adaptable and get involved. Don't be afraid to get in touch with us on our socials on Instagram uh, and on Twitter as well. You can send us a message or send us a tweet. Uh, we'll make sure to in- include as much as we can in the next episode. Or if you're so inclined, shoot us an email at barstoolerspl. It's pl for Premier League at gmail.com. So I think this will be out on Tuesday evening, I believe. So that's generally when we're going to aim to upload uh, the podcast Tuesday evening, maybe Wednesday. So uh, make sure to follow us on whatever podcast and platform you're using uh, or subscribe to us if you're watching on the YouTube. And thanks very much. We'll be back. Turn next on week. notifications the on Premier YouTube. League's back. Oh, the Premier that. League's back. What more it's, can you wish for? It's back, baby. It is back. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.